Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, we have a lot of news to cover. Most of it revolves around Ledger and their hack. And if you've been living under a rock, then you don't know what's going on. But we'll get into that in a little bit as well. Coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Happy winter solstice. Today is Monday, December 21st, 2020. And before we get into the news today, I want to let everybody know not to watch the movie Greenland. It's with Gerald Butler. It is just the worst. I, I rented it for $20. I was like, okay, 10 bucks a piece. Me and my girlfriend can sit down and watch this movie, something that is kind of mildly entertaining. Action, end of the world, you know, asteroid hits the world sort of thing. But it is just the worst. It is the worst. No matter what anybody tells you, don't waste your money on it unless it's on Netflix for free. And then I would still suggest you not to watch it. But we have so much to cover today in the news because the weekend was just out of control with hacks and Bitcoin purchases and price movement and FinCEN and all kinds of stuff. So let's just get right into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 12.45 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $22,973.50, down 2% from yesterday. Ethereum, 608.70, down 5.8% from yesterday. Litecoin, 102.70, down 10% from yesterday. Chainlink, 12.32, down 7.5%. And XRP, 51.8 cents, down 9.2%. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency, we're sitting at $645 billion with a BTC dominance of 66.5%. And we're having a little bit of a pullback. This is totally natural. Again, every time we move back in price, we can't always go up. We have to go up a little bit and then go down and then go up a little bit and go down. That's still a bull market. But I've been saying this for a long time If and history has been repeating itself. Bitcoin, when it hits the previous all-time high, it hits it and then it comes back for a while. It retracts. It retracts below the all-time high. It's done this already twice. So I have no reason to believe that we're not going to see below $20,000 Bitcoin again. And we're going to sit there for about a month or two until we start to trend back up. So if it does hit below $20,000 or $18,000 or $17,000, we're going to be there for a little bit. And then we're going to start to trend back up. And by March or April or May, we're going to see it back at 22 to 25 to maybe even 30 this is what it's done in the past. Will history repeat itself? So far, it's pretty spot on. Again, I want everybody to realize that, again, I want everybody to realize that a lot of people are comparing the 20,000 all-time high price with the previous all-time high price in, in the market swing. Like the previous all-time high price was in December of 2017 going into 2018. But we shouldn't be making that comparison. We should be looking at the the previous all-time high price of 2016 going into 2017. So January of 2017, I think it was like the 4th or the 5th of January, where we hit that previous $1,000 mark. We should be looking at that and watching how we're going to trend up in 2021. So make sure you're looking at this as coming in at 2017, like January 2017, and watch 2017 the way it trended up all the way to the end of 2017, and think about juxtaposing that to 2021. 
don't be surprised if we pop back down below $20,000 and sit there for a little bit. It's totally, in my opinion, the game plan, um, but it could get a little hairy there for a minute or look seemingly a little hairy. Anyway, let's get into this ledger hack news. Our first order of business is this ledger hack. First, I want to say I apologize. It's hard to get a lot of people on this time of year. So if you see and hear less interviews uh, this time of year, it's because Christmas. People are going on vacation, going, flying back to see their families, and probably going to be off until after the new year. So uh, I apologize in advance that we're not going to have as many interviews on. It's just the nature of the business this time of year. I also have my comments about this ledger hack, and I also talked to Paul McNeil, the crypto curator, uh, for comments on this as well. But here is the scoops. A full leak. If you remember, I had Ledger on back in June talking about this hack. They said that maybe about 9,500 emails got released in uh, people's private information like address and phone numbers. Well, that's not the case. Uh, the full leak amounts to over 1 million email addresses and 270,000 physical addresses and phone numbers. Andreas Antonopoulos is doing an emergency live stream today at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So we're going to miss it by the release of this podcast, but you might be able to catch it somewhere. It might not be live, but he's definitely going to have it archived. And he's going to talk about the database leak and how to protect yourself. And he's going to give you details of how to do all that. In the meantime, uh, Melton Demore, she tweeted out that you should do this. Might be wise to plan ahead and email. Use trash mail or yap mail to generate new random email addresses for every site. This means if you register for something and somebody asks you for your email, instead of using your own personal email, get a throwaway email that you can use really quick just to get that confirmation. Do the same thing with your phone number. There's an app to generate fake phone numbers or get a second phone to manage your two-factor authentication. If you're going to do it by via text message, which is not the best way, use Authy or Google Authenticator. And don't use your personal mailing address. Get yourself a P.O. box or a mail forwarding service. This is a great suggestion if in case you do get doxxed and people have your address so that you don't feel that people could show up at your house and threaten you because they know you have a ledger, which means you have some crypto. It might not be a lot, it might be only be a couple thousand dollars, but they don't know that They're, they could take the risk. Not so fast also had a tweet and it's pretty long and kind of complex. So I personally think that you should read it yourself it's on my twitter i retweeted it so go to my twitter uh my link for my twitter is in the show notes so you can just click that uh, follow me and i do retreat a lot of people that have good information and good advice out there sadly is there's threatening emails coming to the emails that were hacked now if you were paying attention over the weekend somebody took all of the hacked information and threw it on the internet so that means everybody has access to all of this information all of the emails that are hacked all of your addresses that are associated to those emails and your phone numbers so now emails are coming out and they're saying hello i've recently become aware of your cryptocurrency holdings i also live in the city that you live in and also know that you live at this address i'm not afraid to invade your home I don't want to make this any harder than it has to be. I'm offering you $500, which shouldn't be much considering the recent pump, to leave you alone. If not, I'm not afraid to show up when you least expect it and see how my wrench works against your face. Or maybe even wait for you to leave your home and take your belongings whilst you're not there to call the police. I'll be waiting for the money and watching you until then. That is crazy. Guys, don't fall for that. Don't fall for that. Again, look for Andreas's uh, advice. He's always really good with this. Make sure that you protect yourself. Look at Meltem's tweet and look at Not So Fast tweet. They're all linked in the description. And here is my conversation with Paul McNeil, the crypto curator, about this and our opinions as well. Paul McNeil, the crypto curator, how you doing? Welcome to the show as always. 
Man, thanks for having me back on. It's Monday. As always, Mondays are hellacious days. And why is it hellacious today? Oh, well, <laughs> we have some things going on, don't we? It always is a Monday, man. Ledger. Their drop of, what was it, a million emails or something like that? Or a million names and a 250 uh, either more detailed details when it comes to home addresses and phone numbers. It's it's un- un- unprecedented in the space. Yeah, just put it this way. It's way too much information that shouldn't be in the hands of some crazy people. That's what I say. And we're here right now just talk, talking to each other because I just needed somebody to, you know, bounce ideas off, vent to, you know, just have a community discussion that has no, like, it's not, not the ledger. It's not, you know, their PR team. It's not somebody that's, you know, trying to make a product that is is, you know, competing to Ledger or anything or another solution. Uh, it's just two dudes in the space. Do you think that Ledger is doing a good job of mitigating all, all of the PR fallout? Yeah, you know, it's it's tough, right? It's, I think it's easy for people in situations like this to, and I, and I don't mean this to direct at anyone, but to sit back and throw rocks when things happen, right? If I was working at Ledger, if I was in charge of Ledger, you know, how do you address this? How do you handle it? I don't know exactly what they're doing. I we you know we talked about maybe they're not as public as they should be but are they trying to fix this i would hope so well like i was talking to you offline is when cz and binance had their hack uh cz was on you know at a live stream for over 24 hours answering everybody's questions questions and anything they asked he would try to address and at the end of it like i said you know he was you know mumbling he was tired he's he had bags <laughs> under his eyes he looked like he looked like he was gonna die but he did that for his customers i don't see ledger doing this no i i agree with you listen he set the standard for how to deal with things i had a, a, a person a customer tell me once before my business that the way you handle problems determines your success and that determines CZ's success. Now, will Ledger follow the same path? Doesn't look like it. You know, there's been a lot of suggestions on my, my Twitter feed. I know your Twitter feed as well of what Ledger could do. One thing is just to produce the order numbers of all of the ledgers that were sold and that might have been compromised to people so they can look up their own name via the order number, not by just their name or trying to click on, uh, you know, different links to see if they can find the list, to see if they can find their name, to see. And then in the meantime of trying to find all this shit, they're going to get scammed themselves by clicking the wrong link and next, you know, downloading some bullshit. So uh, uh, do you, have you heard of any great ways for Ledger to mit- mitigate this? And uh, because I've, I've heard of, of quite a few. Yeah, the only thing I can say right now from my perspective for Ledger help is that Ledger needs to make sure that any of their customers that's getting impacted by this, that they do their part to help those customers. So if all of a sudden someone scams me, Ledger comes in and says, you know what, if that was a result of our hack, we're here to help you and we're going to assist you. That's the best way I think they can help us. Okay, I'm going to have to come and push back a little bit on that one, even though I like that idea. If somebody scams me, but what, what if it's a large amount, like 100 Bitcoin or something like that? And and then again, what, how, how would they know if they scammed, got scammed or they scammed themselves to get that compensation from Ledger? That's true. But like I said, they would have to produce a lot of effort and a lot of work to prove that that was the case. Now, what Meltem Demir said, I think is solid. And in, in, in addition to some other conversations I saw, right? Meltem says you need to make sure you change Go get a post office box, get yourself some destruction email accounts, get a whole bunch of things set up. She has a great tweet on it. I, I can't spout all of it off, but she gave some people some action steps they can take as a result of this hack. And I think people should follow it. Well, how do you feel about these emails that are going out to everybody? Like they're they're threatening, man, asking for 500 bucks. 
it is crazy. But here's what I would tell people, you know, one, don't give in to these people because I'm telling you, the moment we start giving in, everybody's coming and they know they can get money as a result of doing this stupid stuff. You know, this is one of the reasons I told people using your address is just dangerous these days. I don't do it anymore. Listen, I've moved and I've shifted myself around. I'm, I'm not quite at lops level, right? But I tell you what, I'm not giving my address out freely to people anymore. I don't care who you are. Even um, even companies are ordering stuff. What about your Amazon account? What about your, what about your Netflix? I'm, I think I'm going to take Meltem's. I think I'm going to take her up on that. Listen, if it's not a state entity, because government entities do require that you have a physical address and that you give that to them, which I don't like. I still think that that's a bunch of BS. I'm going to start using either a post office box or using a different process to receive packages because it's just dangerous giving your physical address out for this exact reason. Someone's all of a sudden going to threaten you and say they're going to come to your address and kill you. No, thank you. So so Paul McNeil, the crypto curator, is going to go and retroactively change all his shit to make sure that it is up to snuff to via Meltem's, Meltem's uh, tweet. That, that's right. I, I tell you, and some people might know this as I've been tweeting about it, but in year 2021, I'm going to be traveling, even with COVID. I know people, I'm, I'm social distancing, I'm wearing my mask, I'm doing all the stuff I had to do, but I'm traveling throughout 2021. So I left my last place I stayed and they asked for a forwarding address and I told them I don't have one. And so they said, well, we need to send you a security deposit. I said, well, you need to send it to the hotel I'm at right now and I'll only be here for two more weeks, so send it fast. Otherwise, you don't get an address. I, a lot of hacks been going on around lately, especially there's this huge government hack that um, and security hack that has been you know in the news recently. Uh, we always see our crypto hacks. Do you think that there is ever going to be a way to mitigate these hacks? Because honestly, the more digital we get, the more online we get, the more vulnerable we become. Do you think that this is ever going to stop? No. And here's what I would recommend. And I just sent this out on my website to all of my users, all my members. I told them this. I don't care what you do. Stop clicking on links. If someone messages you, someone calls you, someone, don't give any information. I don't know why people feel so compelled. They fall for these stupid emails, these phishing attacks. Listen, here's what I understand about phishing attacks. And this thing happened with Ledger. They said it was such a convincing phishing attack. The only way they're going to get into your system is you let them in. But see, people don't understand privacy well enough. They did not do some magical trick to hack into Ledger Deal. They used a phishing attack where someone probably clicked on a link that they weren't supposed to, and it put an executable, and it gave them access. Or they had some glitch, and they put in their username and password. Like, we give people access. They can't get it without us. Get smarter at understanding how to deal with the digital world. And unfortunately, it's back on us. We have got to take responsibility for this and we can't just put it on the hackers. Hackers are just smarter than we are. Smarter than we are or just devote their whole life to fucking people over? <laughs> okay, okay, a little of both. <laughs> all right, all right. Paul McNeil, Crypto Curator, thank you for coming on the show, sir. Thank you. And in other news, MicroStrategy completes a $650 million Bitcoin buy. The business intelligence firm now holds a total of 70,000 plus Bitcoin worth about $1.125 billion. Now, MicroStrategy, Michael Saylor, the CEO, has purchased an additional today of well, today or sometimes around today, 29,646 Bitcoins for that $650 million for an average price of $21,925 per Bitcoin, which gives them, like I said, a little bit over 70,000. It's 70,470 Bitcoin. The average price that they paid for a said Bitcoin is $15,964 per Bitcoin. Now, Michael and Elon Musk, Michael Saylor, the CEO of MicroStrategy, and Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, had an interesting exchange over the weekend. I hope you're paying attention because this is 
really weird and bullish, and I have my opinions as well. In a second, Michael told Elon, if you want to do your shareholders a $100 billion favor, convert the Tesla balance sheet from USD to BTC. Other firms in the S&P 500 will follow your lead, and in time, it will grow to become a $1 trillion favor. Elon replied. He asked, are such large transactions even possible? Then, Sam Bankman-Fried of FTX Exchange says, ours and other major OTC decks will be happy to help you execute. <laughs> this is bullish. Now, I was talking to some people over the weekend because of this, and people think that Elon already bought. I mean, these are smart people. They're not just going to be like, hey, maybe I should buy Bitcoin. What do you think? Maybe you should buy Bitcoin. Hey, by the way, I can help you buy Bitcoin. That's not the conversation that you would have like out in the open like that. I, we're thinking that Elon already bought. He already did the OTC exchange. He already put some of his balance sheet into Bitcoin, maybe $1 billion, maybe 10 maybe even more. And they're just having a random funny conversation because Elon is also tweeting stupid memes that make it imply that it's hard for him not to buy Bitcoin. I'm thinking he did. The U.S. Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network proposed new rules for regulating non-custodial crypto wallets. If implemented, institutions will have to identify anyone using an unhosted wallet to transact over $3,000. Who calls it unhosted wallet, by the way? Anyway, we'll figure that out later. Transactions over $10,000 from these wallets will have to be reported directly to FinCEN. There's a new coin on the top 30 list, and I don't even know where it came from, but it just went from zero to $759 million market cap in three days. The graph, where the hell did this shit coin come from, and why the hell was I not holding it all this time? The graph helps blockchain firms to find and sort data. The network distributes the tokens GRT to anyone that helps process these transactions. Be skeptical. Don't FOMO into these new almost billion dollar market cap coins. Let's see how this plays out. And finally, cryptocurrency exchange Exmo has lost 5% of its assets, the platform revealed. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies have been withdrawn from a number of Exmo's hot wallets. Some analysis said that the hack, aka losses, might amount to roughly around $10.5 million. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. Don't forget to go to Facebook, join the group, join the conversation. You can see the videos of the interviews I have. I also post the links for the news articles that I report from. Send me an email at matthewaron at decrypt.co. And also don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, Subscribe, like, and leave us a comment. It helps us stay visible so people can get crypto news during this bull. Happy hodling, and I'll see you tomorrow.